Hi everyone, it's Sam, NFT Statistics, and this is your Proof Daily NFT Countdown. As you can see, my camera's not working, so we're going to use the computer camera for the show, but we're just going to keep going anyway. There's so much to talk about. Like Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about, and today there's too much to talk about, but we're going to dive in, talk about this Azuki stuff, the the, the D-Gods uh, roadmap that just came out. We got the, the heavy metal has made some moves, a couple cool sales to talk about. Let's jump right into it, starting off with a quick market overview. Volumes are down about 50% from where we were two days ago. It feels like that huge Azuki pump in volume has kind of normalized a fair bit. If you look at what the top projects have been for most volume over the past 10 days, four of the, I'm sorry, over the past three days, four of the top five are Azuki projects, Azuki, the beans, uh, the other beans, as well as the elementals. So that's really kind of what's been driving the volume recently. Large cap index just down big again, four to five percent there. A little bit of strength in D gods, but then weakness in captains and clonex, and then obviously Azuki, uh, which we'll talk about in a short while. Mid cap index was up a little bit more. So mid cap index not as weak, had some strength in fluff and Genesis creeps. What happened there? Something kind of interesting. I was kind of digging into this yesterday because there were huge sales on Mochaverse, on Fluff, on Crypto Citizens, and, and a couple other projects. Oh, Creeps. Uh, and I, I was in a Discord called Creed Alpha uh, where they were tracking this. And the person who was manipulating the market was right there doing it. What he basically did was kind of tricked a bot into putting huge bids onto a bunch of kind of under one ETH projects. Here you can see, you know, these bots. He tricked these bots into spending over four ETH on, cre on Creeps over three ETH on Mochaverse. Uh, and in the end, the bot ended up losing over 100 ETH. So not a good day for that person. Uh, but I think that that was what happened with a couple mid-tier projects. D-Gods is one project that continues to do well in this market. There aren't that many left projects that have held their floors pretty well, but D-Gods has, and we got some news from them. Frank basically put out a tweet saying he's experimenting with a new format of roadmap, kind of has this Facebook look and feel as well as a bigger map on it. Uh, here is the bigger roadmap. I'm not even going to try to dive into these Easter eggs because I have no idea what they are. Uh, but I, you know, I personally don't mind roadmaps that much. I actually think that it's a good way to kind of, you know, in some cases, keep a little mystery alive, but also let people know the direction you're heading, kind of keep people guessing. It worked really well for Board Ape Yacht Club for, for multiple years. So I, I think this is kind of interesting from Frank and uh, the market, you know, kind of, it, it's basically in, in the same range that it has been for a little while, but nice to see that. You have this thread here from OX Sydney. Go check it out. She really dives into the roadmap. Someone who knows more about this than I do. Also kind of said that she found a hidden div in the website and the HTML uh, suggested maybe that Utes are migrating. Who knows? This is all rumors, but go check out OX Sydney's thread because a bunch of cool stuff uh, that she talks about with regards to this. I threw Mebits on here. I think a lot of projects have really had a rough time, but Mebits, the floor has gone from about four to 1.3 uh, year to date. I mean, obviously this is not the only project that's been weak, but a bunch of weakness over the past couple of days. And then one other thing in the ordinal space I wanted to talk about is ordinal maxi biz had uh, minted out, I think it's 1900 green eye OMBs. A reminder, these were from one of the earliest blocks on Bitcoin. They secured one of the absolute best blocks uh, and really added a ton of supply with these green eyes. Uh, yeah, but a 0.265 Bitcoin floor is nothing to scoff at. The red and blue ones, which are the more OG ones, uh, not as prestigious of a bit of a block, but more, you know, but the ones with a bit more provenance, I guess, at this point because of the lower supply, uh, those are still trading at that 3.2 to 3.4 Bitcoin range. Now, one of the things I want to talk about is we talked about how punks could be burned to get allow list spots 
for OMB. You know, this was one of the punks that was burned. The buyers spent about 54 ETH on them. And in return, they got 33 Alala spots, which allowed them to buy the green eyes for 0.09 Bitcoin, uh, which if you put it all together in terms of the profit versus the floor, that's 86 ETH. Uh, so those guys, whoever, you know, the groups that bought and burned uh, the punks have done quite well for themselves, up about 30 ETH right now. So congrats to them. Diving into art blocks and brain drops. Yeah, there were about three projects that did more than 10 ETH of volume. A couple, uh, couple nice sales here, though. We had a Gazers, which sold for 14.5 ETH, a little bit higher than the last one, I believe. So nice to see that. Life in West America. Someone swept four of them, and the floor has really gone up a lot higher. Uh, this was the highest price sale at 5.6. Really seeing some positive momentum there. Uh, this was a few chromy squiggles sold. This is just kind of a nice aesthetic one, kind of that upward movement. Uh, and this sold for 12.5 ETH, so nice sale there. And then a poppy field, Memories of Chilin uh, by Emily Shee, sold at about a 30% premium to floor uh, for 6 ETH in the lower right here. Second thing to talk about is this Azuki call. You know, as we know, Azuki has just been pretty weak. You know, ever since that, the, ever since basically that they announced the uh, the elementals, the the floor price went down a lot, and the team I think saw that negative energy, saw the fud, and decided that they had to do a call just to get in front of people and see if they could stem the bleeding a little bit and kind of familiarize people with what their plans were. Here's Zagabond saying that they're going live on the Discord, uh, and you can join him and the other founders. What were the highlights from it? I think the one thing that was kind of new. Uh, incremental, I guess, was that they said they're going to be do, uh, doing new background colors and they're going to allow the community to vote on if they want it or not. I think the colors are cool. I'll show you them in a second. But at the same time, it does hurt the provenance a little bit. There are people in this space who just want you know the token to stay the token and for it not to be messed with. So we'll be interesting to see how that one plays out uh, from a vote. Uh, they said that anime is a priority with upcoming shorts, which they want to fund with the 40 million that they've just raised. Talked about something called collector status, where they reward longer term holders, kind of hinted perhaps at, at a coin, something of that sort. Uh, the team highlighted kind of just the standard things you hear in the space. OG holders are, are a priority, and, and that certainly is true for Azuki. They're in it for the long haul. They care about the art. They care about the community. I mean, they kind of really came back to those points a whole lot. There was one big mystery, which was what were these green beans? Because when there was all the negative energy, they suddenly dropped uh, this idea of a green bean that was going into wallets. And they basically said that this is something that in the, in the works for a long time. So there's nothing super it's not imminent. It's not tradable. Uh, and it's clear that they just kind of pushed it out the door a little bit faster than they'd expected to because they wanted to kind of create something that that, that made people feel a little bit better uh, after they had lost some money on their Azukis and, and the Elementals weren't doing as well. They did say some lines that I think were a little bit gaffy, like uh, Elementals are the MAYC, are the mutant apes of Azuki. I think you kind of want to avoid uh, those direct comparisons. But you know, when you're talking on a space just for a long time, you just say some things and yeah, I think that could, that's not the biggest of deals. In terms of what the new background colors look like, there are a bunch of different options. This one on the top has like mountains and elements in the background. I think these are quite cool. They have some simple colors. They have one with a line through it. Overall, I think these look a lot better. I actually think they do create a bit more separation. And I personally like them. If I were, if I were a holder, I would vote to get those new colors. But uh, we'll see how that plays out. The other thing that was interesting was during the call, the price completely dumped from 9 to 8.3, and then it completely pumped to 9.3. You had massive buyers looking at the wallets. It looks like a lot of those were kind of spirit dial driven and maybe some momentum players uh, that bought it back up. But since then, we've really trended lower. And now we're kind of back to the lows that we were at during the call. Um, yeah, as far as my, my take here, uh, I said I do like the backgrounds. I think that broadly in general, like when you do new airdrops, so when you drop 20,000 new NFTs, they tend to do better when there's serious differentiation. And they did, they did this with beans. You know, beans were totally different art. The other thing beans were is they were free, so they didn't pull ETH from the eco ecosystem where this pulled a lot of ETH from the ecosystem. So I think, they, I think there were some headwinds going into this drop no matter what. 
uh, because they did these things that tend to create headwinds when you do. I mean, we've seen airdrops time in, time out end up kind of diluting the project and not do well. Uh, I think, you know, I just think you have headwinds there. I think that beans here, like the actual OG beans feel a little bit relegated right now to a third tier status. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I, I think the other thing is, you know, there's uncertain catalysts. I think that the projects that are doing well have some unknown thing in the future that people are excited about. And I don't really see that right now with Azuki. So I'm sure it'll come soon, but we'll, we'll see how this plays out over time. I've shown you this chart before. Tons of new NFTs have been dumped into bids, you know, more than ever before. 800 NFTs in the past week. Uh, have sold, which hadn't sold for over a month that were dumped in a bid. So a lot of supply out there. And again, looking at the past 24 hours, the buyers have almost all been airdrop farmers. Macha Big Brother was the biggest buyer over the past 24 hours. Uh, Blend, Wallet was big, a bunch of other farmers. The only wallet that's not an airdrop farmer is Faf. You know, Faf kind of sits on the bid and continues to be picking up more and more. Uh, And we know that he's not someone who sells quickly. So we'll see how this plays out over time. Third thing to talk about, Heavy Metal Game was launched. Here's the tweet from Board Yacht Club for John Ahead. Heavy Metal is now live at this website. As far as what we learned uh, yesterday, you know, when you launch the game, Gary, you know, one of the characters in their ecosystem says, help your little buddy unlock its next evolution by building an amazing forge. You build homes, you spend energy, you vote on other people's forges. There are six seasons, each is three weeks long. So this is going to be going on for another four to five months. And they also said that Board Ape Yacht Club, Mutant Apes, and, and, and Kennel Club all get benefits, they get increased energy, and then there's something coming after season three where the OG token holders uh, will be getting some benefits. You know, I think the reviews were mixed, you know, and it really just depends on your timeline. Some people are like, this is too confusing, doesn't really work for me. I did see a few other people, like here, Tenacious ETH, basically saying he's been playing it nonstop, and it's all he thinks about right now. Uh, and he kind of went on and on. Here you have someone trying to get people to vote. You know, again, you, you, you flex what you make and you want to get voted for, and you can be in the community or outside to do that voting. So I did see people who got hooked. Uh, but you also just kind of had a mixed bag of uh, responses in terms of the price movement, you know, negative price movement. Again, buy the rumor, sell the news is just such a consistency here. Uh, the floor price went down to about 0.55 ETH. You know, my kind of takeaways here is that, you know, it seems like it is addictive once you get in. It is a deep game with a lot to it, but there is a high barrier to entry. You got to kind of invest your time, invest your brain into this in order to play. When I look at Dookie Dash, it was kind of similar in that it was addictive, but it was very quick. You know, very just quick, rapid, repetitive game, very low barrier to entry, but people got addicted. I think that tends to work a little bit better when you have all these holders who just want to get involved. Um, the game has assets right now. If you look at the price of all the heavy metals, they're worth 30 million US dollars. You know, so this is priced to be a game that people are playing a lot. And I think that's one of the problems with kind of gaming NFTs sometimes is you come in with anticipation and a really high price point. But when it actually comes down to like, this can be an incredible game, but $30 million of assets in the game is still a really high number. Uh, so we'll see, you, know, you really kind of have to grow into it and get a lot of participation. So we'll see how that goes out. As I always say, it is hard to go from to move into like when you're, when your NFTs are a status symbol and a collectible, when you move that into real world utility, that can be a hard transition. Cause then people start comparing you to other games, you know, where the items cost 20 bucks, 30 bucks, as opposed to this, where it's still 800, $900. So I don't know. I, uh, I definitely want to dive in and, and we'll see how that plays out. And then lastly, let's talk about a few notable sales, a crypto punk, a beanie crypto punk sold for 178 ETH. A beanie plus a frown seems like a punchy sale, and it, it is a nice sale. But if you look at prior beanie sales, you know beanies have been selling in that 200 to 500 ETH for the past two years. You have to go all the way back to two years ago to see a sale that was uh, below 180 ETH. So low end, but again, nothing surprising. Floors are low and grails are low. And a spirit Azuki, a really nice spirit Azuki, sold to Pimp Capital for 235 ETH. I believe this is the fifth most expensive spirit sale ever. But on top of that, there were two other spirits that sold for 130 and 111. 
Uh, so we have seen the price of spirits just kind of come down. No surprise, the uh, the floor of Azuki is down 50%. So we're seeing a similar move here in, in the spirit prices. But really interesting to see that really punchy sale uh, that Pimp Capital bought. On Pimp Capital, you know, he recently tweeted this this morning. He said some of the grails in his collection are going to be available on flooring protocol. Gives a sense of what he wants to do with all these NFTs he's buying. You know, and I, I tweeted this uh, a couple of days ago. Pimp Capital has now spent 27 to $28 million just in June on NFTs, mainly floor NFTs. Obviously, this is an exception. This guy has spent so much money on NFTs. Maybe this gives a little bit of visibility. He wants to put it into fractionalization platforms, something of that sort. Next sale to talk about a couple. We had two nice one of one sales, both over uh, 10 ETH. This one, Dev Eye by Line Sensor, sold for 11 ETH. Another cool one when you see it with the animation. Line Sensors had a couple other sales, kind of in that seven to eight ETH range. So, uh, you know, this is uh, an all time high, I believe, for him, which you love to see in this market. A little bit about the artist. The artist is born in 1982, he is from Thailand. The work re reflects a passion for cartoons, gaming, capitalism. Not every day you see an artist talk about their passion for capitalism. Uh, creates characters from his mind and conveys them in a personalized way. And his art has been collected at a prestigious art museum in Thailand, as well as the Bank of Thailand. So really cool stuff. Love to see that. And then the last sale to talk about, Emily She, let's go. 10.5 ETH, one of one sale. Really cool piece here. Uh, in talking about it, she says it is a digital collage combining AI synthesized assets with generative art through algorithmically produced papers inspired by early 20th century abstract art. It serves as a distilled exploration of color, form, texture, and composition. Very cool piece from her. You know, Emily's more in that generative art game, doesn't have as many one-of-ones, but I did look at her page and there are a few here. Uh, some are listed, some are not, some are owned by her. So maybe you can go put a bid in of other one-of-ones that Emily has done. That is all from me today. I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back on Wednesday. It's a long weekend because of 4th of July. I'll be honest, I like doing the show every day. If I had it my way, I like doing it every day, uh, but you can't always do it every day. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. I hope you have a really great long weekend. Uh, give us a like below, subscribe to the channel, tell us what you think in the comments, and we'll talk to you soon.